to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. What is going on? I am John Aaron Garza, otherwise known as Sir John Aaron on Twitter. That's actually spelled S-E-R underscore John, J-O-N underscore Aaron, A-R-R-Y-N, in case you wanted to check me out. But I'm actually a co-host of DC Film Sub, where we talk every single week about news of the DC universe. It's a Game of Thrones character for that those is. who don't know. It is a big, I'm a huge, massive Game of Thrones fan. Like it's the death that started the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the War of the Five Kings, man. I can't. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's and he nailed it. Yeah. And he nailed the, the Twitter handle. With the, with the death of Sir John <laughs> I just Aaron. swing that one. It's like the death of Franz Ferdinand. You know, I... I uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It started that, that whole the whole war. Yeah. They, he was assassinated. Man. Yeah. Because um, he found out too much shit. He started asking questions, and then boom. Spoiler alert, Ned gets his head chopped off. Mm. Man. Today... We're not talking about Game of Thrones. We are talking about. Oh, but I bet you can go for a we could, mile. We could go one. for a very long time. <laughs> uh, right. Bring it back. Today we're talking about minute sixty-three of Suicide Squad, which is going to start with the fantabulous Harley Quinn asking, "What are those things?" <laughs> That's not a word. Oh, it is now. Well, she made it up. <laughs> she made it up. Um, and uh, the minute is going to end. With the eyes of the adversary, bringing uh, prisoners of war to the Enchantress and Incubus. He's there too. And a bunch of other people that we got to talk about. But first things first, Harley Quinn is asking, what are those things? And uh, Nate, this this um, this whole time we've been doing this this uh, yeah. analyzation of Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. We've been a little hard on Rick Flagg. Yeah. But I can tell you right now, yeah. this is, I really like this moment where he's, He's angry and he's commanding like he always does, as he as he has always done throughout the film so far, where he's barking orders at these people. But for some reason, this is the first time where it's felt. Hey, man, um, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely. You don't even have to finish that sentence because you're right. But it's not just this first time. It's been, um, I guess since last week. It's whatever this like twenty minute block is that just seems like the most intact movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's great. It's working. Everything works. Everything makes sense when it's happening. Uh, I'm waiting for the slip ups. Well, so, yeah. do you want to know why? Yeah, because this is probably the original version and vision Hopefully. that he had in mind. Yeah, I can I mean, show look, you. What? Go on. The world. You want to go? No. Yeah. In, oh. this, in this, I minute, thought you were about to sing. In this very minute, uh huh. Forty three seconds in, you will see a different Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flag. Mm-hmm. Like it's a different I, guy. I kid you not. Look at his haircut right in the beginning of this minute, how it's very army crew very cut. Very short. Look at that, how short that hair is. And it's slicked over. Go to 43 seconds in when he's talking to Amanda Waller. Look oh, at that comb no. over. Yeah. Look at that hair. Is it raining or anything? No, look how long that hair is. Oh, he's just yeah, sweaty. that's a big time comb over. Like, dude. Uh, you remember so which one that outfit. It? Now, you remember that outfit, though? That outfit that she's in, that Amanda Waller's in. She's also yeah. in that outfit in the trailer where she's having dinner. So... There's no way that she could have been in that – at the dinner and at this – obviously this building at the same time. Or there's no way that they would have shot a different scene using the same – basically the same outfit, same costume design 
because why would they? Like that didn't make sense. They're in a different scene. Why would they even think, hey, you know what? Let's just utilize this this wardrobe again. So it's it's funny that you you notice his not only Rick Flag, but you look at Boomerang. Boomerang in that scene, he's in the back. When you see Boomerang, you know, kind of get in his face at at 19 seconds, his hair's not the same way. Is it, it's it's amazing to see the difference in between those two. And and so truly, what I think actually happened is they just edited some of these scenes together to where they're not really supposed to be together. I know that sounds weird, but when you look at the fact that they move on, they leave, right? And then what mm-hmm. happens? You see Amanda Waller in the she's now talking to to Bravo team or whatever. And I just think that it's too much of a kind of disconnect between all that because there's this film, like you had mentioned, it's too edited down to where it doesn't feel cohesive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and these are the moments where you go, Yeah, well, why would they if they separated, why are they going over their coordinates again? They just they know that they're now separated. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I'm not sure which one, you know, which which of these two moments here, like I'm hoping it's the first, the former like of this minute. You're hoping this one where Rick Flag is, is short hair Rick, Rick Flag. Yeah, short hair Rick Flag is probably like that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that's like this is a scene that's that's meant to be because the reason I like this one more than other Rick Flag moments is because yes he's yes he's being very like I don't want to use stand your ground but he's very like he's very like angry and there's pathos in there somewhere he's saying that, you know Will Smith's Deadshot is saying is that person wearing a $3000 watch is that a real person and Rick Flag has to say it was now we got to keep moving there's, it's not like him being a dick. It's him being like, this sucks right now. Like, this is a real issue. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be painful. And this is a big this is a big mental hurdle to get over. But those people died. And they're gone. They're turned into something. Like, it's this is bad news. But we need to keep going. And so it's, it's a very, like, it's what this leader needs to be right now. And that's why I like it. Because it's not just him being a dick. And being mean, it's like he's doing, he's making the right calls right now. And that's why I kind of like enjoy this moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the thing going back to what you were talking about. So if they were all just encountering with the previous minute of obviously Deadshot having his moment, they were all in a group, okay? And where mm-hmm. you were talking about as far as that hair slick and all that stuff goes, they're, ask, they're saying they lost contact with Bravo team. How in that little minute, right, could they have lost an entire unit and then not know where any of them are at and to have them captured where they're now basically with Enchantress because that's where they get transported to. So that's how you can tell that this scene isn't probably supposed to be here because there's no – I mean, how do you not know your unit just because you all got – I mean, why was GQ's unit still there but all of a sudden Bravo's team is somewhere else? Like they – they were all together. Yeah, and and I want to uh, I want to know like because I remember seeing a tweet about David Ayer tweeting about like how he asked for certain reshoots like he like he apparently he was doing a good job in Suicide Squad and there was 
some additional footage that he did want in the film and that they listened to him and they and they kind of added i think he asked for a little bit more action pickup shots or something and so it's not necessarily a bad thing to have reshoots in a film at all i think aquaman proved that that you can you can order your pick your mm-hmm. additional pickup shots and it's only for the better like you know, maybe reshoots aren't bad, and maybe, okay, so maybe it doesn't matter if this great scene with Rick Flag here is a reshoot or not, because I don't want to, like, point fingers and be like, reshoots are bad, or reshoots are good, like, that's not, you can't make that a <laughs> take on things, I guess. No. Unless you're watching um, Justice League, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're watching Justice League. Ugh. I don't know, can we excuse the lasso scene with Aquaman? Is that, is oh, that one? That's- Absolutely. You kidding me? That is the worst, probably one of the worst moments that I've seen where I went, are you kidding me? One, you know what? That's underneath the um, flash falling on Wonder Woman's um, chest. No, hold on. That's pretty bad. I don't know about that one. That's straight out of Age of Ultron, my guy. That's straight out of Whedon fucking being a a kid. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry. But yeah, this, this, no, it's fine. We, it's very easy to fall in the Justice League hole. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great moment here. And I think it's almost like the half of this, it's more than half of this minute is this, is this like them walking away pep talk from, from Rick flag, you know? And, and I think that's, I don't know, there's there's something, there's good vibes there. It's, it's, I think when I was watching the film for the first time in theaters, I guess I had the idea that I wasn't supposed to like Rick flag. Mm hmm. And then, like, throughout the film, like, you're supposed to enjoy him. So, normally with expectations like that, like, you're demanding that those expectations get met. And normally when they have moments of, like, I guess, like, feel sorry for me, Rick Flag moments, so that we do, as an audience, have that, like, turnaround where we go, oh, I knew I wasn't supposed to like him, and now I know I'm supposed to like him. But this is one of those moments where it's like, okay, no, it, it is somewhat earned, in my opinion. You know, like, good job storytellers for pulling that through in a way that, that makes sense. That's all well, I'm trying to say. one of the things I enjoyed about this actual scene is specifically the fact that he is not, he is not basically moved, he's not intimidated, he's not anything when it comes to these villains and anything that they have. When he's like, look, we're moving, get out of my face. There's, mm-hmm. He's not second-guessing himself, he's not going... Hey, should I have, you know, should I have told them about the situation? Should I have done anything? No, it's just, hey, look, they're not, they're not people anymore. They were, they're not. So let's keep going. It's either them or us. And he's willing to almost convey that leadership role and not giving a damn whether or not they care because obviously they're criminals. He doesn't like them. And he's like, look, let's just keep moving. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, and then on top of that, it's like you already like you have this almost forty-five second moment, which is which is it sounds short, forty-five seconds, but it's longer than most scenes like throughout these type of movies that get cut that get cut down into like these you know fifteen-second bites of like oh this is you know as as a fast-paced comic book movie like this is a scene that's that's close you know like close in Uh proximity where you have like what is it like six cast members right here like important characters diablo killer croc boomerang oh, harley quinn deadshot and rick flag and they're here having a conversation about what just happened and then coming into a disagreement of should we keep going or not and, and it's like we've come to know these characters 
and now it's it's engaging to see them engage you know yeah and you and you add the fact that after he tells the the squad hey we're gonna keep doing this he looks he looks directly at gq and says get your boys moving like he's Mm -hmm. he knows that they just saw him basically not care about anything except moving for whatever you know mission they got to complete and it basically showed me that he treats the suicide squad like he treats his his normal unit which is yeah. I'm I'm in command regardless of who you are I'm in command sticking true to the old uh GI Joe great american hero <laughs> figure you know yeah absolutely um and so after that there is that scene with Amanda Waller and Rick Flag, Amanda Waller wearing the same suit that she wears at the Cicada restaurant, and like you said, Rick, like Rick Flag's hair is a lot longer than it was in the beginning of this minute, and so is Captain Boomerang's hair, more shaggy. He's got like mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, it's it's you know when we see the beginning of this minute, you know uh, Captain Boomerang's got like buzz sides, very mm-hmm. short hair, like the top is a little hip and Macklemore looking. But, uh, <laughs> Rest in peace. Right. Oh wait, no, that no, was sorry. <laughs> That's the other guy. further. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like in the in around forty five seconds in, um, yeah, his, he he looks uh, like actually homeless. Like, <laughs> homeless. like Captain Boomerang actually looks like like he looks rough. Back he looks there. like he just got taken out of a weird green tote bag. Yeah. But they, what they say is, you know, they, they're, you know, they're asking for where this other, this other unit is, Bravo Team, um, and then we come towards. Hang on, I have a question about yes, that. Go for it. Was Bravo Team the one that got shot down in the helicopter, or were they on the ground in the newspaper, flying in everybody's face? And they, I feel like I remember two teams breaking off, like one went down an alley, and then one went down. The yes. big alley. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's that's why I think they put this scene next to this so they could either shorten it up or cut something out. Yeah. Because. So yeah. Go on. What happened in what is it? It's minute fifty-eight. Where you sure they're looking at the eye of the adversary? He's standing there, and he's just they're just standing there like I am legend style. Oh yeah, he's like all like he looks. It reminds me of like a raptor. Yeah, and so and so GQ and Rick Flag are staring at them, and he says, "All right, go have Bravo team go down two blocks to uh-huh. the left, and then we'll catch up with we'll leapfrog through them." The, the yeah, leapfrog the leapfrog, yeah. the leapfrog. That leapfrog yeah. never happened. No, because because no one knows yeah, how to play it. Action and <laughs> we ever tried to play leapfrog. Yes, dude. like as an adult, it's kind of hard. <laughs> As I'm My saying, man, there's, it's just it's weird that all of a sudden we we don't see them get you know separated, separated. Oh. Yeah, you never see what happens to them. Oh. Um, no. And and what's weird? I mean, that happens so a lot. In th- this so stuff. this could have been like a whole big, you know, King Kong scene in the trench, and we just never got. Oh to see yeah, it. where they get like you know everything. like where something comes everything. up and like ruins it. their day. Everything like that that also happened earlier in the film when they were like. All right, Enchantress, we need you to turn into Enchantress to go fight Incubus. But instead, you just got Radio Chowder was like, yo, she bolted. And it was like, oh, you're yeah. telling me <laughs> that June Moon turned into Enchantress. And then just, and and then then just this, left. It was just like dip. See you. And then and Amanda, it was that easy. Yeah. And that's when Amanda Waller in, the, in this uh, war room turns uh-huh. around and starts stabbing some like prosthetic heart. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. And like, that's it. That's And we talked about how that, to me, to this day, is like the most painful part of this film because it's, it's, it's a, I feel like it's a very important moment that gets like, it gets over. explained to you through like exposition, just like saying it, just like, oh, in she, like two sentences. Like, yeah, in two sentences. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she bolted. It's like, and oh, what? You want, right. you want to know why? Or at least Apparently. for what I feel like? <laughs> is I I'm true. I mean, I I feel like this is an accurate statement. It's because BBS and, and BBS is my favorite film of all time. Any kind of film, I don't care any genre, it is my favorite film. I've watched it so many times, but that film has so many layers and so many double entendres and so many deeper layers of as far as meaning or verbal clues or verbal skills that you if you're paying attention you get what it what the characters' intentions are and all that kind of stuff. And when that was released to theaters and people were used to having exposition basically in big blocked letters, letting you know where they were at, you know, Cleveland, t- space, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the fact that that's what audiences are, are wanting, they weren't wanting those subtleties where you, the, the film wasn't treating us like we were five-year-old kids. Well, mm-hmm. because BVS was so, you know, kind of adult oriented, you know, we know that the studio kind of panicked. And so knowing that that was said over the air, right, where, you know, she bolted and you're going like, what? Really? That's that's it. That's so simple to explain why she all of a sudden left. Why didn't she leave just from the very beginning? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get that. it and I yeah. get it with Incubus, but I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, what did we say? We said she she turns into enchantress. She is the chicken leg scene, and then she goes. Yeah, back. she leaves. Yeah. She goes to Amanda Waller's. Yeah. Then she comes back, and then yeah. she leaves again. And it was yeah. like you left the first time. Yeah, it, like you didn't have the heart then. You don't have the heart now. So why does it matter if you come back and leave now? Like yeah. it was like a. It was the excuse was brother. You need to sleep and rest and yep. assimilate a bunch of people. Yeah, and then you'll and then I and, c- then and then I will come back. Destroy the like, subway car. It's like why even come back? Just turn. Just hang out with them. Yeah, just, just stick behind them. We missed out on a cool <laughs> enchantress and incubus. Fighting people in a subway. Yeah. The sun and the moon, you know? Like, oh, Mark. We made this reference before. <laughs> oh. He is the sun god. She's the moon. It's uh, Incubus. She's June moon. Incubus. incubus. Yeah. Moon. Yeah. You know, I, I thought of an Incubus song um, the other day. I don't know any of yeah, them. I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. What, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Oh, um... Something about you were talking about Dawn of Justice, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and that like the like exposition was hard to come by for the general audience, but like they made it even worse with the theatrical cut, where they cut even more out, and it <laughs> right. was like you would have like the 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 Nairobi incident was the big one, where it was like the um, you know, Superman came out of the sky, and then that was it, and you didn't see anything regarding like. Um, like what actually happened? What KG Beast well, did? And yeah, so you, you don't get any, any of that. that. Mm-hmm. And so, people, there were people that saw BVS in the theater going, "Yo, Superman just like killed that guy through that wall, and like that was it." And it's like, no, like you're missing the actual like <laughs> the the actual facade that was put up by Lex Luthor. Like they didn't even show that. So of course, it makes I don't know. Like the exposition 
goes even more out the window with the theatrical cut of Don. I think we watched BVS once like a year ago, the theatrical cut. Yeah. Cause we, we, we watched the ultimate edition all the time. Oh, cause it was on television. But or we something. were watching the yeah. theatrical cut and I just remember going, I can't watch this. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, there's so much missing where yeah. you go. Oh, well just, I know what is it? it? It's a, it's amazing because like, I won't, I won't hate on the theatrical cut because that was the first, my first expose or not expose, but ex, Fuck! I can't even think of the word. Um, <laughs> the first, my first exposure. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. It, since that was my first exposure, and I watched it, I understood it. I got everything, and I enjoyed the film. And I was like, "Man, I really love this film." It was only because I didn't know that the ultimate edition was that good that I cannot watch the theatrical cut. It's nothing wrong with that film. It's just it's not good anymore because I have the ultimate edition. And yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's just it's shocking to me that you know, because that film you got to keep in mind when Suicide Squad. Here's the difference between these two films, okay? Suicide Squad, as it was released, even with David Ayer saying, "This is my, this is my version, this is my whatever cut," he, he was, I think he was playing nice, right? Because even on the the DVD or Blu-ray release, it was an extended version. With the Ultimate Edition, that the reason why that's rated R is because that is what was sent to MPA or MPAA. Mm-hmm. That was the version that was supposed to come out, and the moment it got basically rated R, that's when the studio said, "Okay, well, we got to cut this down to get it to a PG thirteen rating." Yeah, and I don't blame David Ayer for you know def- defending this film, even even if he still just defends this cut, and then like we don't ever see like his like edited version of it. If yeah, it's called the A or this, Yeah, if he wants to keep defending this film, that's totally fine because unlike Zack Snyder, he, like Zack Snyder was confirmed to like go shoot a Justice League movie. Like like he was already doing it. Mm-hmm. David Ayer doesn't have that that kind of like influence where he's like I know I'm going to go direct Suicide Squad 2. It's like he has to like I mean Hollywood is a is a monster, you know, and it's like oh yeah, you have to sometimes like he's got to stick to his guns, you know. Yeah, what you gotta I mean? kind of wait so a little bit. Yeah, and so like if you know, yeah, maybe he gets bullied around by Warner Brothers, but if you know if he tried to fight that power, you know, like this, like the rap song, like Suicide Squad, oh. fight the <laughs> system, okay, right? Uh, yeah, like that's power. <laughs> Fight the power of that beat. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I, I totally get it. If you know, because some some of those directors they gotta they gotta work for for a living. Um, but like here, you know, we're we're coming to the last part of this minute, and um, there's there's a lot that needs explaining with the eyes of the adversary, with Enchantress's powers, mm-hmm. the magic going on in this building, this whole Ghostbusters scene, as people call it. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of mythos um, that needs explaining. Kind of like when we started Man of Steel, and we were overwhelmed by how much mythos they put into Krypton, and Kandor, and, and Genesis birth chambers, and, yeah. and codexes, yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. All of those things. <laughs> what... What is going on in this in this scene? Because the more we analyze this minute by minute, the more we get to see these little tiny intricacies that are in here. Um, for people who watch Suicide Squad, they may know the eyes of the adversary, which are these 
ninja clan looking dudes from ninja turtles or foot clan that's what they're the called cl- the foot clan from the, ninja turtles yeah, but also the, the clay- ninja clan what is the what is the Get cl- what is here. the claymation guys from uh the putty guys putty, the putty monsters putty i don't know if they're called <laughs> they might be called putty men from <laughs> that's the noise they <laughs> made power rangers yeah, yeah. Power mighty morphin power rangers yeah yep. so like people like obviously we are acquainted with them we know incubus uh, some people don't know his name uh yeah, we didn't know his name until we started doing this. In that boat, the <laughs> two of us were. <laughs> and then of course Enchantress. That's it. That's all we knew. And then uh, maybe the pretty lights in the sky, which is this uh, death machine that she's building. Who knows, right? What is what is it? Just like that's what I want to know more of. And with the, even with the art of book, the concept book, mm-hmm. we don't really get more information past that. I don't even know if we get like what their end outcome is supposed to be. Just yeah. ruling by m- with a giant machine. Uh, oh. Like what does the machine do? <laughs> just shoot lightning? Um, I think it's like a, a like a big construction drill. Yeah. Uh, they're just gonna turn all of Midway City into a big old salt mine. Mm, something I like guess. that. Quarry town. They're gonna you know, start a salt business. You uh-huh. gotta you gotta remember that there was some concept art showing Steppenwolf being involved some you know, with somewhat of Enchantress and all that, so I don't know. I feel like like something was missing a little bit of the reason why she's even wanting to do this. You know what would be cool? And maybe this is a far reach. um, So this little smoke thing is is, is a machine. Um, Apocalypse is really all like machine planet and stuff. So maybe she's like starting to build a fire pit. What if that was a cool thing? Well, that's just it. She was supposed to have a, a mother box. Yeah. I mean, as far as the so concept, allegedly. So is this just another, or was it, I don't know, is this just another terraforming threat, Man of Steel style? Mm, I think it was more of a mm. portal to allow Steppenwolf to get here. Okay. Or at least for him to know. Like, but wait, wait, but I mean like boom tubes though. If the boom, right. why, why make this thing if the boom tube technology exists? Well, there are that's just it though. She obviously, she, yeah, but she doesn't have a mother box, so. If she, yeah. What, I'm just trying to. I'm stuck on like what kind of machine it could have been. What if it could be like one of those machines that turns people into parody? I demons? mean, we have to remember that this yeah. this this entity, Enchantress, she she's a very old spirit, and mm, and she knows and technology like the back this, of her hand. Yeah, there was this. You know, we've had uh, two history lessons in Wonder Woman and Justice League, um, where ancient creatures and gods and monsters they they lived. Thousands of years ago, and so there, it, Enchantress could be acquainted with with people of Apocalypse or other gods from other parts of the world. Like she, what she could have been building could have had a tie to Justice League. Still, even, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though the eyes of the adversary aren't parademons, even though Incubus isn't Steppenwolf himself, mm-hmm. like there could always still be a tie to something that happened in her past because she is so old. Um, they're and so old, too old, <laughs> they would say. Yeah. Um. And and what's what what's so simple is that they could easily say some gibberish about connected worlds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even though she doesn't have a mother box, and it, and you as an audience member would just be like, yeah, "It works for me." Yeah. Like if you said something about serving uh, members of Desaad or something, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, it would still it. Yeah. it would be that little bitty tie-in that could have just been there that we knew, you know. 
hey, this is part. This is the reason yeah, why yeah. Steppenwolf even notices anything because he's going, wait, what's going on over here? Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because yeah. other than that, we have no idea. <laughs> and I'm not gonna get in the Justice League trap, but I'm just saying we have no idea <laughs> how Steppenwolf even knows anything's happening except for the exposition that was told to us that apparently the you know the light or the mother box started lighting up or something because in BVS we see Steppenwolf somehow getting created or not created, but communicating with Lex. That whole thing is never touched again. So we have no idea still. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. And, and even, um, what is it like the, the footage, like star labs is, is somehow in the scout ship three forty four. Yeah. Fortress of solitude, whatever you want to call it, the ship that's in metropolis. Like Silas Stone works in that thing, mm-hmm. and Cyborg is born in that thing, and a mother box is in that thing. But Lex Luthor is also in that thing, talking to Steppenwolf. And so, like, there's a mother box going crazy, reactivating a, a human body, and and there's there's so much going on in that ship that it's and then it just gets talked about again. No, <laughs> and so do you think this thing could have been a? No, I don't know. Are we stuck on this this well, this machine being something tied to Apocalypse? There's it could have been. All I know is that. Hoping. It could have been like what Calibax back scratcher. <laughs> I th- honestly, the the thing that this looks like the most is Desaad. That's kind of why I threw that out there. Yeah. Is because to me, it's like you you could tell me that you know. Is I'm it because up. of the figures in the in the in the in the sheets? Yes, in we'll the get to sheets. that. Yeah. <laughs> and Enchantress and and Incubus. Some some about them when you see like I guess when you see like um, the alien designs that Snyder kind of put in Dawn of Justice. And some of the concept art from Justice League, when you see kind of like that, like that ribbing of metal like yeah. we saw in uh, Man of Steel as well, like, and then Incubus kind of has that as well. But it, I mean, you could just blame it on like the, the amalgam- alcohol, the, al- oh. <laughs> yeah, I was the amalgamation about to say that. from the amalgamation <laughs> and alcohol kind of sounded the same. It yeah, almost sounded like we were going to complete each other's sentences Aww. like real friends. <laughs> but like, I could almost see that there is still an apocalyptic uh, influence in here. And like tomorrow they could say that there still is. And I'd be like, yeah, I see it. Cause I just feel like I, I just feel like I sense it still. One of the big things that they left in here for us to kind of see as we do this minute by minute, um, once we actually start to take a closer look, um, there are two like giant bodyguards that they never bring up again in this, in this minute right here that are standing right next to her that have these giant, um, they're not like spears. They're not like staffs. They're not. They don't even look like weapons. It's like a flag. It's like yeah, a pod like, racing they flag. Look like, <laughs> yeah, they look like coat of arms or something. Yeah. Like they look like they're not meant for battle, but they're meant for like displaying her her banners or something mm-hmm. like some kind of uh, impromptu like throne or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And so it, as we go, as we kind of segue into tomorrow's minute, like these guys are more interesting. I want to know what her what their mythology is. Yeah, like what like what is going on with it? And then there's more people in the background that we'll get to that really freak me out, and uh, I want to talk about them. But we'll we'll kind of wrap things up for okay. today. All right, all right. So uh, if you have enjoyed everything you heard today, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you could join us listeners who listen to the show and guests who have been on the show you can join all of us in talking about today's minute or any minute that you're catching up on and we'll catch you guys tomorrow minute number 64 of suicide squad